Majors. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I've actually time traveled back in time from an Elton John concert. Yes. Mm. You do look like a 1970s Elton John. I do. Yep. Where I, like I am just today um, dressed as the space-time continuum, if yeah. you see me right now. Uh, so for those of you, yeah, those, those of you watching, Brian is just uh, a void because for some reason, Discord does not want us to see his face tonight. The camera just can't handle his face tonight. Yeah. That's okay. You're too much, too much beauty, Brian. So, we're going to have to actually focus on his voice. Who allowed you to be so beautiful? <laughs> I know. I am very it's mystical. Like, it feels like Mr. Manhattan. Like Brian's oh, Mr. Dr. Dr. Manhattan. Manhattan. Brian's Dr. Yes, Manhattan please, tonight. Do, don't. I am a doctor. Oh, sorry. A, a MD. Doctor yeah. Manhattan. On, on podcast. MD. I play a doctor on the podcast. He's also blue. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So this week, uh, remember this month we're doing Oscar films, but this week we are celebrating Valentine's mm-hmm. Day uh, with our favorite Valentine's Day actress, Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. Yes. But this time we're doing a film that was good. Yeah. About time. Mm-hmm. But first we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking this episode? What does everybody have? I have a little bit of... The Sons of Liberty Battle Cry, which Ooh. is the lovely whiskey that Brian purchased for me when I was in Boston. Mm. And tonight I have a little... Is, it's, is it an old-fashioned? It's an old-fashioned. Yeah. It's straight-up old-fashioned. I was going to say, yeah, it is. I'm, I've been being very good. I'm t- taking it my little It is a Buffalo, Buffalo Trace old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. It's got Ooh, a little orange with peel. Demora sugar. It's got a little cherry going mm-hmm. on, a special ice cube. And orange bitters. Because I'm loved. I love it. Uh, I am drinking. You can't see the can, but it is a very cool can. Uh, Cosmic Distortion Double IPA from Ooh. Mighty Squirrel Brewing Company. Brian, that goes very well with your Waltham. your whole aesthetic. I know, tonight. and I didn't even plan that. Usually, I try mm-hmm. to attempt to plan a uh, little homage to the movie mm-hmm. yeah. in my set. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to no, wonder if this is some yeah. grand plot for him to hypnotize anybody who's watching. Ooh. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That would, I would, Disney that Plus. That would be a good idea. Disney Plus. <laughs> you will sponsor Ryan us. Is Manchester United. You will root for them. <laughs> Write a review. <laughs> X-Files review. will come back. X-Files oh, will come back. I don't, I don't want the X-Files <laughs> to come back after the last season of the show. Uh, all right. Fact check from last week. Last week, of course, we did <laughs> The Favorite which was a wonderful movie that we loved. Mm-hmm. Um, a few fact checks from last week. First of all, just to clarify what gout was, mm, in fact. Very important. Uh, gout is a common and complex form of arthritis uh, that can, in fact, About affect it. anyone. Um, gout symptoms may come and go, but there's always a way to manage those symptoms. Um, for example, drink plenty of fluids limit alcohol consumption, get protein from low-fat dairy products, uh, none of which the queen did in that movie. No. None of which she did. It did not say anything about putting raw meat on open wounds, mm. yeah. which I'm I like that was common practice. convinced is how the coronavirus started. Mm. So I would not recommend doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, good. We also said the castle uh, in the film had oh, been yeah. used a lot of different ways. Um, some films that people might know it from uh was in wonder woman the king's speech the 1989 batman uh batman begins mm-hmm. it is the castle used in the crown the netflix show the crown also in shakespeare and love and probably for us most notably harry potter and the deathly hallows part is one it and like two. um is it the british equivalent of the movie ranch that we saw in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> I don't think so. Yes, I no. think it's probably close to that. It, yeah. But someone probably lives there, that right? That feels like a strong analogy. I wonder if it's just No, I don't know if somebody lives there anymore, Jim, or if they're just using that mm-hmm. as, gotcha. you know, it's somebody's property. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could probably get some whiskey sours there, though. Five or eight? Or four. whiskey sours. Mm-hmm. I had four. I, I, think, I, I wanted I, that scene played the entire time there. at the Oscars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The entire time. They should have just played that. I always feel like if you're loop. in a cast like that, you need a jug of wine. Like oh, really not good a jug. Ju- no, a jug. Uh, you need yeah, like, like a... Like, like um, punchin. Like Tyrion-sized no, wine. It's a, you yeah, need a no, cask like of wine. Jug. A, jug, a jug is not... It's very American of you. Mm-hmm. Ju- a jug of wine. Shut up. 
I'll get okay. that good well, table Katie, wine. Get that good is the Carl wine Ross. You're being classist. Some table wine and a little. <laughs> You're being classist. Cute little bottle. You turn it into a candle after you finish the jug. <laughs> Okay. All right, all right, Katie. Are, are we? Can we move on? Um, this week, Charming. Uh, Charming. This week, I can't even. It's I ate good that, that you, bean burrito. I just want to say it's good that you can't see me right now. Very good that no one can see me as this is going on. Oh man! Um, Sorry. So this week, yeah, even though we're doing Oscar stuff this month, yeah. uh, we are doing our Valentine's episode. And last year, one of our most popular episodes was oh. our Valentine's episode. Of course, everyone's favorite except ours, The Notebook. I blacked um, out during that episode, I think, at some point and just started I have saying spotty memories of it. Probably the most Jim hateful things have... I've said about a movie yet. It made uh, me well, pretty woman so happy to it. see that the general public agrees with us and ranks this movie above the notebook. Oh, that yeah. made me so happy. It would be hard not to. Well, I if sometimes I, I feel like maybe we are not speaking mm-hmm. for the masses, but in this case, I think we are. Okay. okay. Now, um, so this movie uh, was a movie I've heard Jim and Katie speak highly of for a long time. I had not seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um. And I thought about time, Richard Curtis, who we love. It's about uh, time to watch about time. Yep. And Mm -hmm. Richard Curtis, uh, we love him. But Rachel McAdam in last year's film, let's let Rachel McAdam uh, perhaps redeem herself on a Valentine's movie and do this. So it is time for the rundown. About the rundown. How many times? Hit the right button. Hold on. It's going to take this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, it's gonna take a second. Bottom left. <laughs> Production value. I like it. That's I. I'm always surprised by the length at the end. Feels like it's abrupt, it's got a and little... then it's abrupt. Has a little. Yeah. Does the length surprise you? Yeah, it does. Awesome. <laughs> the length surprises me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm Diane Sawyer. Uh, Tom, Tim, time. About time. In about time, Tim. <clears throat> here we go. Tim can time travel. I wonder if they thought about that. That's a, it's a little bit of a tongue twister. Tim can time travel. His father informs him this. This is the family gift slash curse to the boys of his clan. Each man has to decide what to use the time traveling gift for. His dad reads all of the books, plays a lot of ping pong, has tea on the beach. Tim prefers sex on the beach, lovemaking and perfecting his love story, uh, finding his perfect match in Mary, Rachel McAdams. After many mistakes and redos, both men learn lessons that will make every human being cry in the way that only Richard Curtis can. But you've got to watch the movie to learn this because I won't spoil them for you. Well, That's it. Uh, we, we're we're most certainly going to spoil. No, them. I'm not. I can't. I can't. I was trying so we're to, just going to stop here. Well, so I was Jesus trying Christ. to summarize the end, and every way I said it sounded so like uh, trite. And but what what I mean is, that with the rest of our podcast, we're going to. No, gonna, it's fine. I just couldn't synthesize those final minutes of the movie in a way that didn't sound crappy. Okay, so. That's we're going to be fucking going back in time tomorrow and doing yeah, this. We're going to want to redo again. this podcast. <laughs> this whole fucking thing. I am the, uh, now chugging scotch out of the bottle. <laughs> Prove Nobody it. Can Nobody can see, see you. Yeah. Nobody can see me. Um, all right. About time. I want to say right off the bat, um, I had always had an interest in this film. I think this mm-hmm. one flew a little bit under the radar for a lot of people, probably. And I'm surprised by that. Um, you know, this was was this his first film post um, Love Actually, mm. or were there a couple? I don't know. Good question. I have to look at that. But this one, um, to me, I remember seeing the commercials for it mm-hmm. and hearing positive buzz about it, but is not necessarily of the notoriety of Love Actually. Right. I was also surprised, I have to say, and, and pleasantly surprised that 
I want to start right off the bat. This is not exactly what you might think it is, which mm-hmm. is I was expecting a more four weddings and a funeral, Notting Hill, uh, Love Actually esque romantic comedy mm-hmm. slash drama thing. And to me, that is not necessarily what this film is. Agreed. Mm. He which did, makes uh, me wonder, should we have picked this for a Valentine's Day film? Yeah. I think so. I like that it explores the many aspects of love. Like, I, you know, I think that it it has its romantic moments, but it really is much bigger than that. It's, yeah. it's, it's bigger than just the Rachel McAdams. Yeah, uh, I, I was Tim very pleasantly surprised, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I thought mm-hmm. it was a film that uh, defied a lot of the bland tropes of a romantic comedy or a romance or something like that in a very positive way. I agree. I so agree. Brian, between um Love Actually and this, he wrote and directed Pirate Radio. That's oh, the only I've never seen uh, it. that's oh, the yes. only other movie he wrote and directed okay. in there. But uh yeah, he it, wrote the screenplay for Bridget Jones Edge of Reason after the, after Love Actually. Okay. I've heard great things about Pirate Radio. Yeah, Pirate Radio seen. is a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun movie. It it's good. Very different again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. Now Oof, with, with this happens. film, um, let's get kind of to the the heart of it. I mm-hmm. I don't. I I would have to say probably honestly, this may be one of the lesser known films that we have done. Mm-hmm. So what? originally drew you two to this movie because again i i mainly picked this because of numerous times you guys have referenced it in different Mm. ways and episodes we've done and i said well you know this has to be a film for some reason i haven't seen that we have to do and talk about yeah this was a just a lucky find uh i found this when i was home on maternity leave and was just looking for things to watch while stuck on the couch for hours with a newborn and I found this film and it blew me away. Loved it. <laughs> then I watched it like a year later just to make sure it wasn't just the pregnancy hormones messing yeah. with my head. It Made Jim be, watch right? it. Still hold up. Yep. Held, it held up. Yeah, I like it. Third time. Still love it. That's it. I don't awesome. know. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it really was just a, a lucky, yeah. Lucky moment. I didn't know that it was the same people from Love Actually when I watched it for the first time. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, again, I think I had forgotten about that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, w- once you see it on, I mean, it's on Netflix for everybody. I would, I, I'll say off the bat, I, I would recommend watching it. Everybody's Zoe Lean stopped watching it twenty <gasps> minutes in and went to sleep. No, I was Aileen. like, this movie's kind of boring. <gasps> I went to sleep. So I proceeded right. to watch the movie my with my heart. movie companion. Kieran. What did Kieran think? Uh, Kieran um, fell asleep, mm-hmm. but to be fair, Kieran has fallen asleep during every movie we watch. Mm-hmm. All right, which is the reason he's sitting with me to mm-hmm. watch it. Yep. Um, I I was intrigued by it though. Mm-hmm. It, the, the thing that intrigued me about it, I have to say at first, is it feels distinctly Richard Curtis in terms of the the like use of music mm-hmm. even the score in particular there's a few like richard curtis things i want to talk about in this because mm-hmm. this is the third richard curtis movie we've done and we can get back to that but i i found the casting choice to be really interesting mm-hmm. you know he tends in the ones we've seen to do an older protagonist N- yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. In, in most parts. And I was I kind of liked the younger skewing here. Mm-hmm. This felt to me like if it had been 20 years earlier, it would have been. You grant, but obviously he's too old. Um, and they, I, I liked what they did. I like how they went. I was interested with that. What do you think about the casting in this movie, which is um, always a big Richard Curtis plus? So tell me how to pronounce not Bill Nye's last name. Bill Nye? Nye. 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 Yeah. Like, um, so. bye. Nye. 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 Uh, so Bill Nye is just brilliant in all things. We love him as the aging rock star in Love Actually. Uh, Christmas Jones. is all around us. 
Um, yeah, Aileen, can I just say quickly, mm-hmm. that's one of the problems Aileen had. She found it difficult <gasps> to see him in no. any other role than... She just oh, hates movies. I, <laughs> I love, love, love him. I love him as the father in this movie. So to me, the hidden, not, I don't, it's not hidden at all. The surprise, the surprise relationship in this movie is that it's really a father son story to me. I mean, like, I think that that's the primary focus that drives yeah. the, the rest of the relationships, the release, the relationship between um, Bill Nye and Nick, whose name I also cannot pronounce. Dominal. Dommel Gleason, his name is fucking Tim. Who the fuck's Nick? Tim Nick. Dominal Gleason. All of those people. Batting a thousand, Katie. Okay. So dad and son. We're just gonna call them dad and son. No. Dad and I thought some of the best episodes where I were the ones where I couldn't get any of the characters' names right. Was John McClane in this? Yeah, it could be. Oh, that would have been interesting. Bill Nye the science guy and Nick Dominal. They are. <laughs> they have Donald's the... his first name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His last name. Yep, that's it. Donald Glover. Uh, they have the best relationship. Is what all I'm trying to say. Uh, so okay. you know, here if we're gonna compare it to the Notebook, let's just do the thing. My critique of the Notebook is not enough time spent on character development or on the development of the relationship between your two main characters. Um. To me, this movie is a masterclass in how you do those things. Because in the same amount of time, you see such full development of not even just your two main characters. You get these side characters that you really fall for that that are just like beautifully flawed and just mm-hmm. unique. Um and so the characters in this movie, I think, are are just spectacular. And the interplay between them, you know, the the relationship between Rachel McAdams and Tim, uh, the relationship between Tim and his father. And then you also get the the sister, you get the friend, like you yeah, get but a those, lot those are of the, those are the standard like Richard Curtis secondary characters. Which OK, yeah, that's fair. They are not yeah, developed. And, you can't say that they're okay. developed. You can say that no. you. You have an insight to one particular part of their personality because the side characters. Yeah, he's decided, yeah. And, and it it's kind of smart, and it works in his films because of the level of comedy and drama he's kind of balancing. Mm. I think, but characters like the sister and a few others, like his best friend at work, those don't work in like other other uh genres if that well, makes that's sense. interesting so i think i w- i would put those in different bins because i think that some of the characters in this movie are very unique and i think that with minimal information portrayal no. you get a pretty full un- understanding of, of oh see i are. i think it's unique but there's no substance to tell us why they're interesting oh and uh, Really? Like so no, like the what, sister? Uh, that's the only one and, and I would say that she's the only secondary character by that by the end of the movie is not just a secondary character. Hmm. Because I, she has a I, main storyline. Yeah, I actually have to agree with Jim on this. I found the secondary characters in this film to be weaker than some of the other Richard Curtis movies I think mm. of um, just a couple examples. I think the sister, I think Jim's right. The sis, the sister was played out. I think you're both right in some respect. I think Richard Curtis crafts characters well enough. And this was one of those things I wanted to talk about, like Richard Curtis esque things he does in films. He, he does do enough to always create a kind of an interesting cast of secondary characters who in terms of lines might be underutilized, but you still feel like they're unique. So I agree with Katie on that, but where I go with Jim is if, if you look at the Richard Curtis movies, just the ones we've done. So if you look at four weddings and a funeral and love, actually, I think the secondary characters in this film um, are lesser in, 
interest, certainly than Love Actually. And I well, might be willing uh, to do a toss up with Four Weddings and the Funeral. I'm not saying they're less interesting because well, I, I, I maybe that's not the word to say. I just I didn't feel I feel as more, much a connection to them. Yeah, because I, I did. To Love Actually is a full movie of secondary characters. There's not really leads. I know. But okay, all right. Can I give us can I yeah, briefly yeah. mention one that we, we haven't watched? Yeah. Like the Notting Hill, each movie he does has that kind of eclectic, weird character. Yeah, the, right. The Which the roommate in Notting Hill, um, well, probably Bill Nye the Science Guy in Love Actually. Or you know the Colin. quirky room. Yeah, the quirky roommate in Four Weddings and a Funeral. In this one, uh, it's supposed to be his roommate. I'm assuming his uncle, his dad, yeah, the playwright that he moved in. I, I just felt like that character was a little forced. I like that you know, character. Was, I don't know. By the way, I like him. Huge Mission Impossible connections in this film. The um, roommate was the prime minister in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Mm -hmm. And Rachel McAdams friend, Vanessa Kirby from um, The Crown, of course, is the white widow in the best action movie ever made. Mission Impossible Fallout. So I think when you're looking at characters, you you look at them in two directions. So some some characters are there in order to bring something to the story, plot the plot, right? Yeah. And then others are there to reveal something about your main characters in the way that they interact with each other. Um, and so I think I would like categorize these characters differently. To me, there's like mm -hmm. there's three tiers happening here. And so depending on who you're looking at, I, so I think that you get the most from, so your, your main characters are going to be Mary and Nick. Nick. I was going to call him Tim. Nick. No, it's Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I can't this believe you fell for Katie's that. favorite movies. She I don't do names. I thought you were, I I thought you were doing names. a good joke. I picked Sorry, this movie kidding. for Katie. <laughs> I picked it for her. She loved it. Always talks about it. Not a clue I was writing the I was this. writing the rundown oh and I had God. to look up his name on the computer. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I feel like they don't say his name. Anyway. Um okay. So Mary and Tim are your primary characters. But then dad is clear like right there, right as, as right, like yes. Actually, if, still, if they are one A still and a major a, character, a. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Then I think his sister. I think sister is right behind him. And so I think those are kind of like your your top and second tier. And then everybody else, I would say absolutely is a minor character. Um, and they, to me, are just there to kind of show us more about those main characters in the way that, that our main characters interact, right? That it fleshes them out more fully. Um, but I think that you do get a good sense of dad and I think you do get a good sense of sister um, and they have their own stories to tell. Right. And I think that oh, you, like, yes. you, you get you get a feeling for those stories. Yeah. You don't get the yeah. full thing, but yeah. you get like pieces of who they are and why they are. Right. And, and I should be fair. I think the the characters are very good. I'm just comparing them to other Richard Curtis films. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as good as some of the other Richard Curtis which is saying a lot because I think Richard Curtis creates really good characters. Mm -hmm. That's all. I, if, you know, if we want to talk about it in comparison to last year's Valentine's movies, I mean, the secondary characters in this film are fully realized in some respect, secondary characters, mm -hmm. whereas in the notebook, they were fucking awful. Yeah. E. So, I mean, if we're comparing it to that, yeah, I'm just high in the standard thinking uh and i don't think you guys saw this uh did you guys see yesterday have no. not seen it yet okay that was one i really enjoyed it, like i thought that that was um probably right in this wheelhouse like i i think there could be some debates of like if you start looking at richard curtis films probably everybody has love actually first i would say probably notting hill second and then i think next would be about time in yesterday for me I really enjoyed yesterday, maybe slightly above this one. Mm -hmm. And then below that, Four Weddings and a Funeral, uh, probably. But I, I think it was in a similar vein. You know, the characters, secondary characters were good, not the Love Actually characters. But again, Love Actually, as we've talked about, is 
one of the best films of this type made. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard comparison. I'll need to watch Notting Hill again. We haven't seen that in years and yeah, years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. So let's um, let's talk about favorite yeah, scenes. So tell me. Oh yes, go. What What are your favorite scenes from About Time? Um, I do love the one scene that ultimately doesn't matter, which is the the dinner in the dark. I think is pretty awesome. There's literally no yeah, visual. So great. And I love that. Everything's done with audio engineering. And it's sort of it's sort of a an a non reality because there's apparently sitting right next to the other couple and they're talking about them. It's very much an interesting scene. I, I watching it again, I was like, what's actually going on here? Um, but I thought that was really cool just to have a scene play out and just through the dialogue, have those characters sort of start their romance. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I love the wedding scene, and it reminded mm-hmm. me. So the wedding scene is, you know, it's kind of there's a bit of it that's like anti-wedding, yeah, <laughs> or like I guess what you what you would not imagine your wedding to be. There's like circus streamers all over this beautiful British chapel, like bold colors. The bride's wearing red. They come into a song that like Tim and his dad have this love for that certainly does not sound like any kind of a processional wedding song. Um, And then this crazy storm hits and the women's dresses are blowing and the, the wind and the rain are destroying everyone as they're kind of running to the house. Then they're standing under the tent. They've finally gotten their respite from the rains and the whole scene splits down the center of the tent and everybody gets just totally drenched. I found that particularly funny because that has happened to the three of us yes. in our lifetime. And so that just gave me a little, little fun flashback to Lori Carino's 30th birthday where Yikes. the canopy ripped and yep. we peace. Well, out. someone poked it with a with a. Broom. Yes, yeah. that did happen. To, 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 to clarify, because people won't know this, our friend Lori, who's we love her to death and is having twins and Literally I'll be producing a reality her. show about this. Turning, we are all uh, turning I, 40 this year. I, I will produce a reality show about Lori and her twins. Uh-huh. It will be amazing. Uh-huh. Television. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was turning 30. Yep. She went to the woods. Wanted she to go kayaking. Us to go whitewater rafting. Kayaking. No, whitewater rafting. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim, Katie, Aileen, and I decided we're not going we whitewater we don't, rafting. We don't do camping things. Nor, nor are we staying at the camp. So instead, we rented a great B&B. We went to Gin Thorpe and went to the bar and drank during the day. The Molly yep. McGuire bar. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Then went to said camping mm-hmm. venue for mm-hmm. about an hour. It started raining and uh, they were getting drenched. And we ran to the car and then went and stopped and bought more booze and drank. And it was a, a downpour. A great time. It was a, a wonderful time R- for us. Rivers uh, of water. I will have you remember that on the way to the car, I grabbed our cooler that was still full of beer. And oh, we had a cooler full beer. of beer in the car. And, uh, such, and Brian grabbed the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. So we were worried... <laughs> That we would have forgotten the two things that we brought that would have really put a damper on the evening. But luckily, in the downpour, split decisions, got the most important things. There was not a chance on earth I was forgetting those cookies. I enjoyed Um, that scene. Brian, how about you? This movie, I will admit this because I am willing to admit this. This film made me cry. (gasps) I texted Jim and Katie this as I was watching it. Um, I do not have pregnancy hormones, nope. but I was holding a almost three month old. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a sneaky father son movie. Yep. And as you're holding your three month old son watching it, it could get you a little emotional. Mm. And I am okay sure in touch enough with myself to admit that. Uh, there were so many scenes in it. I, I, you know, again, the premise we, we hit on it earlier, but the, the men in this family can travel back in time. And I thought there were a lot of good sequences. I, I actually really thought it was one of the most in- interesting time travel movies I've seen, which is a whole other tangent mm-hmm. that we could talk about at some point. But uh, there's a sequence and I'm going to spoil the end here. And if you're listening to them, this and you've never seen it, you can stop. And I think you could still watch it anyway, because I've been thinking about this movie all week, knowing what's happened. And mm-hmm. I still want to go back and see this sequence. But there's a part in which. um 
Bill Nye, the science guy, comes down with cancer. And the idea is you can never go back past a certain event or it's going to change that event. So they've established with Tim, like he tried to help his sister who was in a drunk driving accident. And he went back in time before that to try to fix her life. But then one of his children changed sex. It was like, no, that changes everything. So his wife, Rachel McAdams, has now gotten pregnant with their third child. And then he finds out his dad has cancer. So he can't go back to help try to change something because that would change everything before. Yep. And um, he realizes that. And then he and his father had played ping pong throughout. And it was the realization that the baby was coming that night. And I thought the scene was so brilliantly done for anyone who, you know, for any dad. And I'm sure they could have done it in a female role with a mom. And he has to play that last ping pong game with them. And they can't change anything. And the dad says, I just want to do this thing. We can't change anything. And it's the two of them going to the beach when he was little with him. And I just, I lost it. I admit it. Well, and I, I, I love, so, so coming to those kind of like messages at the end, you know, that the, the things that they want to relive are just the, just the normal days, right? Like just playing ping pong with your dad or your son, sitting on the couch, reading a book, walking on the beach, you know, like not, not what we think of as like the, the biggest days of our lives, the most important moments, maybe that's not what we think of, but, but for folks that could go to any moment in their lives, that's what they pick. Yeah. That That's what they want to spend the time on. And, well, I, and I love also- that. Yeah, and I also love at the end, you know, the the I guess the question is, you always think of this, if you could go back in time and change it, and, and they play with that narrative all this time. But as the older I get, I, you know, for better or worse, one of the things I like is authenticity and like living an authentic life, which means that there are going to be problems with it and you just kind of live it and it is who you are. And as I was watching this movie, I was thinking about it and I was like, for all the mistakes you make, if you feel your life's in a pretty good spot, would you want to go back and change those things? <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. And I thought it was interesting at the end that his character is like, I just decided to live my life and not even use it. Mm-hmm. And well, I thought and that I was liked... like really powerful. And... Like to me, that hurt it. And I guess different relationships start in different ways. But when he and Rachel McAdams meet in that awesome scene that Jim loved the most, and then he changes it. So that's not how they met. And that mm-hmm. wouldn't have been her experience. Like having met Aileen in like an interesting way and stuff like that. I wouldn't want that to have changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that like would hurt if you could go back and really, I don't know. Like, I don't think that relationship or any relationship would be the same. Like a relationship is made up of those unique experiences. And I love the way at the end, they got him to that point where it was like, I'm going to live my life this is what it is. And I, I thought that was really a great message. Yeah. Um, I Sorry, go ahead. No, it's no. fine. You start it. So I like that. I think you see that evolve over the movie without it really hitting you over the head that um, Tim stops making changes for his own benefit and starts only using it when it's going to help somebody else. So, mm-hmm. you know, helping his his roommate helping his wife. Like those are the times that he thinks to, to use his gift. Um, and then at the end when dad gives him, you know, the most important advice, he says all he wants him to do is, or what, what dad started doing is just relive the day that you just lived. Right. And so you live it once and now you know, like everything's gonna be okay, right? You got through it. You got all of the, all of the stress of getting to the places on time and what's gonna happen and all of those things. You got that all out of the way. And so then on the next day, this you know the rewind and replay, you get to just notice and you get to enjoy it. You know, be in the details. And I liked watching that, right? And and to me, that was such a great lesson. Uh, you know, for yeah. us that can't relive the day right, right? <laughs> i have a Loved it. yeah great that is a great sequence three things one that's sort of tied to that is um i think the brilliance of that idea is that 
and and the reason it's so emotional is that you everyone knows this right like it's not i mean anybody that's sort of self-aware and has yeah and any kind of uh knowledge of where they kind of fit in the world is sort of aware of the fact that sometimes we don't notice the things that we should be and we don't enjoy what we should be enjoying um so it's such, such a simple idea that everyone knows and it's it's sort of making you realize it again obviously but uh so it, to me that's that's why this movie works really well in the end second thing uh uncle d that is my if i had to pick one of my favorite scenes it's the scene where uh nick comes to cornwall <laughs> by the way we didn't even talk I about i know cornwall. it takes place in cornwall um not cornwall and hudson that's where brian's from uh where he comes to cornwall when he finds out that his his father has cancer uh, and he sees his uncle and his uncle, uh, he says, Oh, he says, how you doing uncle D? And he says, really well, really well. And he says, uh, but I have a feeling your father's not doing so well. I think, uh, cancer and I'm really sad about it. And he says something like I am too. And then he says, um, do you remember your wedding? He said that he loved me. That was the best day of my life this might be the worst day of my life that yeah that's the that, from that, that moment on that's when like the emotions are on like full blast for I, the I'm rest almost in well, tears here and that yeah. character so the, so we haven't really talked about him for those that haven't seen the movie you know the uncle is described never really given a full description but you what you take from him is that he's he's simple minded right yeah. like there, there's something that has never like fully developed and he's kind of unaware of a lot of things. He, he goes about his day and has all the semblance of somebody who's with it, but then in conversation he's, he's not there. And so you get this, this really sweet moment with him at the end. And I like that. I just felt like he just has such a great storytelling touch of like, he never goes too far, mm. right? Like you just get enough, even with the dad, like dad being sick, right? There's no. Oh, he doesn't overplay. There's it. no right. deathbed scene. Right, there's right. No. no hospital. We get the oh. the house visit. And the we get mom. the conversation. Oh, mom, mom greeting them at the door. Yes. That's another beautiful, like, you get to see how the characters react to the news, right? And her, yeah, just that line of, uh... I'm uninterested uh, in a life without your father. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Utterly absolutely. uninterested. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, there's also, I think, um... Well, one funny scene that stood out to me, I just thought was funny. When when he keeps reliving their first time they have sex, mm -hmm. I thought that was funny. Yeah. yeah. I thought that's like... But that's what we've talked about with comedies before. And, and Jim always brings up and I think it's the most brilliant. And, and I was using this today, Jim, actually, in a discussion with somebody at work about this. And I Did was you saying, win that argument? No, no, no. In a positive <laughs> way. And I cited you. Okay. I, we were talking I about cited. like I cited you in parentheses, Chicago style, not MLA, <laughs> because I'm a history teacher. Um, <laughs> but I was saying like we were talking about comedies and, and I was hitting on this idea that you stressed frequently like good comedies are not like gags there's not like a gag it's kind of a gag but not really it's just funny the idea that somebody would relive that moment and he was enjoying like reliving that moment again and again and again the other thing i thought was fascinating and richard curtis does a great job the women he casts in this movie are amazing you get margot robbie rachel mcadam and Vanessa Kirby and the sister. Oh, they're so good. Mm -hmm. And the best part of all, no Andy McDowell. <laughs> Thank God. Thank and Rachel God. McAdams is the American. The, she is, the, she's but lovely. She is, she is she's lovely. I, you know what I have to, I yeah. have to give her credit because she plays her role, I think, so well. I agree. There's the, I don't feel like she's given a ton in this movie to do. But everything she does, she does so well, including yeah. 
including pulling off bangs, which mm-hmm. is never Fringe. easy to Fringe. do. Fringe. Whatever that is, as they call it, it's not easy to do, and she can pull it off. And she feels like a like a very Whoa. unique woman. What? What up? Do we lose something? Well, I'm going to send Jim out. There's somebody in our driveway. Go, honey, because no. the doggy's going to lose. Right, Niles. Yeah, go. <laughs> um, well, would he, li- so would he like to be on the show? Here's a question to consider. If this um, was written by an American yes. with American actors, no yes. accents, no fun British slang, would it have been as good? No. Yeah, I know. I, I think it would come off as too cheesy. I agree. Uh, there she goes. Oh, that's okay. Uh, I, that's, I, I didn't even think of that, Katie. I mm-hmm. think this film, like many Richard Curtis movies. Um, yeah. And you know what? When you guys see yesterday, I think that's a similar thing for you to answer. Yeah. Like, could this have been pulled off any other way? And I, I don't know if anybody other than Richard Curtis could pull, could pull this film off. Yeah. You know, it's, it's melodramatic and sappy at points, yep. but done in a way that's so genuine. I agree. That you do, like, I don't know when he wrote this, but this strikes me as somebody like writing this who had recently lost their father. Mm, yeah. Which you know, a lot of, you know, we've talked about this before, uh, Jim and I and Katie as well. We all love Lost and so much of Lost. The writing of Lost was Damon Lindelof dealing with his relationship with his father. Yeah. Like, I wonder if how much of this movie was uh, Richard Curtis experience with his dad, um, because it, yeah, I don't it, know. it's pretty. But I, I thought it was. You know, I really enjoyed it. I wish Aileen had stayed up more for it. Uh, the The other film I could kind of attest to about this with the father, it, this is a father-son, but the only film I felt this way in that in terms of that relationship with is Interstellar. Yeah, the yeah, way yeah. Christopher Nolan um, deals with those types of relationships. Yep. And I, I, I found it fascinating. Again, uh, not your typical romantic comedy uh, at all. Uh, but a, a very fun watch yeah. for someone. Uh, the, and we all recommend it. Yeah. The other, the, the final thing I'll say that's, that I, I thought was pretty funny is that I told Katie that um, what I, what I never told her is that I can actually do this. I can go back in time and, and yes. <laughs> yeah. And so thanks what, for the help, what, dude. Right. And what she's experiencing is like the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> after making millions of changes daily this this, is this this is the this is the most perfect timeline that outfit she wore for tonight's is the best that you could get for no i mean like no that's her choices you you could not do any you could not steer in any uh, can i just say one last thing the second time i lost it in this movie yeah um because i was a bubbling mess of emotions I, I, while I'm watching so sorry it to say that that makes me so happy but it makes me so uh, happy what's just the simple thing there was a scene where rachel mcadams stays in bed and he goes down and gets them all breakfast, breakfast. Yeah. yeah like it's like just like appreciating those moments and it's difficult and every person who's a parent knows that so i'm sorry it there is when you're working and you're doing a thing like sometimes you don't love having to get up and give your kids breath. It does not mean you don't love your kids, but you can just depending stay on bed. yeah, just want to yeah. stay in bed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like I did today, think that if to I give you an idea, uh, I was up at six thirty, was at school, basketball practice, had I uh, got to eat a salad for twenty minutes and had an hour before we did this, and you know I slept four hours last night oh god you sometimes lose the love of getting up and giving your kid a pop tart in the morning we don't eat (laughs) pop tarts here but pop tarts if you'd be willing to sponsor us we'll eat pop tarts i did think for a moment that if i had tried to kiss katie in that moment like he kisses rachel mcadams i would probably get slapped across the face i don't think so yo you know what? if you were like something about like bed like early morning kiss that's gonna turn into a later question they kept their mouths closed (laughs) okay 
All right, that's going to turn to something later in the show. All right, it is time for I don't like that. Game of the Week. What? Game oh. of the Week. Then it's going to turn into something later in the show. Brian Niles is joining. He would love this movie. Yeah. Brian Niles, have Brian you seen this movie? Niles, he just Brian delivered Niles. coffee. Time. Uh, Brian Niles needs to come on to the show. He made a house cup coffee delivery show. at 10 p.m. Yes. Because he knew. That is the type of service you get from house yeah. cup coffee. And I have a special bag of coffee. Mm. All right, I love it. Like All right, uh, so this week's Game of the Week. All right. We are, of course, in the midst of Oscar week. Um, last night were the Oscars. We're recording the night after the Oscars <laughs> where Parasite won everything. And I can't wait to watch it. Cannot wait. I have it. It's streaming on Fandango now. Uh, this week's game of the week is just switch it. So what we're doing right now is you want to name one movie that you love that should have won a best picture Oscar. Katie did not prepare for this. Did of course she oh, did, did not prepare. Sure oh, did. did you really? Okay, you go first. Time. I am shocked. Uh, you, shocked. Uh, my answer is not going to shock any of you because, first okay. of all, there were Go not many years where I had seen you saw any of the both movies, the Oscar winner and yeah, one of the that noms, was tough. Oh, right? yes. Can, but, hold on a second. One second. Very, yes. Can you name a single character for the movie you're about to name? Yes. Oh, I I know okay, what she's going to pick. Tell okay, me. Go ahead. The hours. Yes, of course. Because okay, what go, won go. that year? I don't remember. The Departed. Oh, did it oh, really? Yes, yep. good. Yes, yeah, yeah, good go point. with it. Go with I it. I didn't right. pick that because I knew you were going to pick it. Well, right, you th- go, I Katie. appreciate Tell you saying that that Breach. would also be your choice. Yeah. Um, the Hours is by far a superior movie to The Departed. The fact that The Departed won Best Picture that year blows my mind. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get, get how folks watched that movie and said, did this you, is did the best movie. Did you guys see Martin movie. Scorsese asleep at the Oscars last <laughs> yeah. night? I love it. Well, they oh, oh for 10, yeah. by the way, the Irishman. Yeah. yeah. And, and my group, our group chat with the pop battle guys today, I was like, I'm so happy I'll never have to watch that movie now because mm. it has lost any no. cinematic yeah. reference. On the other hand, everybody should watch The Hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah the I Hours agree. is oh. a stinking masterpiece. And go listen to our hours episode. Yep. If you have not. Yep. Brian, it looks like you have two. I have two as well. well you go. F- okay. Why don't you go first? I okay. have two, but I can go with one. So, as opposed to two, if okay. Start. So the first one I saw. So the, again, for the way I had to do this was scan down at the winners that I had seen. Yes, and then look at their, well, at their to groupings. To see. Yeah. So the first one I came across was Argo. And while Oops. I like Argo. There are three it's good, movies. It's a good movie. There are three other movies from that year that I would. I well, there are two that I would definitely put ahead, and one that sort of I like just as much as Argo. So, Beast of the Southern Wild and Django are way better than Argo yep. on almost Agreed. every level. And I, I know some people don't like this movie, but I loved Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, it's a uh, good. It's a good movie. I don't. I wouldn't say it's better than Argo, but. And I did like Argo. Argo is a good movie. Uh, the other one is, and this is the the classic one that everyone shits on, is Forrest Gump. Um, and that one has four weddings and a funeral, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, yeah, and I Shawshank that was the one Redemption. You're gonna pick. That was when I the one I almost went with because I was like, Oof. And, I really dislike Forrest Gump. I don't dislike it, but it I is don't think it's a good movie. I don't. It's love it. certainly not know. a best picture. It is the we didn't start the fire of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I—that's my like least favorite Billy Joel I just, song. I I spend so much time just feeling disappointed in the Academy, the, like this year in particular. Yeah, I just, just don't felt care. You mean anymore. when so Little Women was robbed? So Little many things. Women was so awesome. many things. I mean, honestly, to look at the nominations this year, it felt like you were back in 1970 in terms of like. The representation. Well, in but film. you know what? To be fair, this is my problem with this year's Oscars. Since Parasite won so much stuff, I think it's going to paper over I some agree. of the ridiculous decisions. I totally agree. That Brian, were made this that, year. Like people They're are like patting themselves say, on the back about Parasite. Yeah, oh, like, that uh, we voted for Parasite. That's like, look at us. Not even that's like tip of the iceberg. Shit. I think they need to do. I saw this. I saw someone write this. Um, they need to do what baseball has done with the Hall of Fame balloting and make everyone's vote public. Oh, that's a oh, really good I com- idea. Yep. I completely agree because you don't even know. And I'm still furious that Midsummer didn't get nominated. Florence Pugh in Midsummer 
deserve the Oscar. It was the best performance by an actress this year. I d- yeah, we watched Marriage Story, and while Laura Dern is great in it, her character is not get I mean, it. I don't get how that's I, an I Oscar performance. You should have won for Little Women. And like, I love Laura Dern, but to, to me, she even is. even to compare no, her two performances, Laura Dern getting it because she's Laura, Laura Dern, Dern. Yeah, but Laura Dern in Little Women better than Laura better. Dern in they Marriage did. Story. Listen, I, like I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I, I could it. go off for hours over people not understanding Little Women. Academy voters Thank claiming you. that the the editing narrative was too difficult to follow. If you could not follow the narrative editing of Little Women, you should not be able to vote in the Oscars. Yeah, there was nothing troubling about. It. Have nope. you ever seen Memento? My yep. God, or, ha- or Once Upon a Time done. in Hollywood. Yep. Oh my God! Oh, I did feel bad. I love you know. I yeah. love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hey, Brad Pitt. And I won. wish he had. I wish. I wish they had won a little more because it will be one of my favorite films. Okay, I had two choices. Um, the one I'm going to go with here, and I was. This was part of the conversation I was having about what makes a good comedy today on my break. I'm going to take a film that was not even. Not only was it not nominated for Best Picture, it won the Razzie that year <laughs> for Worst Picture. And that is The Shining in 1980 over Kramer versus Kramer. The Shining won the Razzie? Won the Razzie for worst film, worst director, worst what? actress. How? How? Oh, versus Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer is like marriage story light. Yeah. Well, The Shining, the the Shining, Shining was a long... Is like, so you oh have to remember, though, The Shining was a very beloved novel. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, and we've just, talked I'm about not, this. Just, it has nothing to fucking do with the novel. So, like, know, there was but, probably a but, huge blowback from that specifically. Mm, agreed. And it took time but, to gain back, like, to see it from another light. Is mm. amazing. Oh yeah. And it, and it's something you so. And then the other one I had here, and it's not for everybody. I have rewatched every Terrence Malick movie in the last three weeks. I've been <laughs> at the library watching every one of them. Lots of cocaine. Lots of. Uh, um. <laughs> Tree of Life in 2000. If you have not watched Tree of Life, the first time I watched it in 2011, I wasn't self-aware enough to know what was going on. I recommend going back and watching it. We haven't seen that. And it was about the artist, which is about silent films. So who cares? Uh, (laughs) No one remembers that movie. It won. Uh, No one even remembers it. it. I know. It was a silent film. Uh, Okay. All right. Quickly, let's do five questions and then we're out of here. Here we go. Is this the right one? No. You want answers? (laughs) You want answers? I want the truth! What makes a man? What happened to your formatting, Brian? I changed it. Hold on. I want. Why? Should have had four whiskey sours. Why to have eight whiskey sours? Why to have eight whiskey sours? Yo, did you see the little girl from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? She brought a sandwich. She had a sandwich in her purse on the red carpet. Everybody at those things. All right, this week's five questions is our non-traditional five questions, just like last year's Valentine's Day episode. I've taken five questions from the newlywed game, Mm -hmm. and we will ask Jim and Katie. The questions. Oh, the new I thought Katie was just me. answering. Is there no, any sort of answering. like a oh, there's no hidden? We don't need to like write them down and then flash. No, them no, or anything? no, no, no. Okay. No, we're just answering this. Okay. Uh, here oh, we go. All right, quickly. Five questions. No, These are questions from the real newlywed game. Uh, Jim and Katie, what would be your spouse's ideal date? Okay, so Jim's gonna go like dinner, movie, drinks, music in some sort of a fashion. So we're going to have a good meal. We're going to go see a movie. We're going to listen to music. We're going to have drinks. Those four things. All right. right. Excellent. Katie. Probably only need three of them. No movie. I I would say we don't know. Not movie and music or like, yeah, yeah. I know. But I had a hard time choosing dinner. Like I'm not even dinner is kind of like, eh. Oh, I I thought you really enjoyed like, I do, but going out, having, having a meal with your lady. I do. I do. Yeah. Enjoy that. And me yeah. there, like when we went yeah. to see How Did This Get Made. Yeah, that was great. That I, was a perfect evening. I think Katie's ideal <laughs> date is going down to the Ben Franklin Parkway and doing like the Barnes Museum and mm-hmm. or some of the other art mm-hmm. areas, you know, mm-hmm. the art museum. I like it. Mm-hmm. Or, like saw, a, or a cooking class. There's a gallery in Conjahawken with Bruce Springsteen's photography exhibit Ooh. going on right now. 
Hey, listen, Valentine's Day is coming. Make it happen. Katie loves All right, question activity. two. All right, here we go. Uh, my spouse's first kiss made me think. I was in trouble. <laughs> I was in trouble. I was not ready did, at 19. I, 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 I did. I, you know what? I did change this question slightly because mm -mm. I thought it was too too much information. It was supposed to be where your first kiss was. I just changed it to where. Huh, we can say where. Though I think we, I didn't we, know I if think, you wanted to share that. I think yeah, time, okay, time has shaded our memory. I, I would of our say, first yeah, yeah. Kiss, so but, I would yes. say. Okay, so what was your thought, Jim? Oh, uh, she's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> no, you knew. You knew. I do remember. Actually, I, knew immediately I have a more kiss, clear memory I knew of the non-kiss that I thought was going to be a kiss. Uh, we don't need to talk no, about that. Right. Oh, don't talk about that. <laughs> I'm trying to keep away from those. There was those a lot questions. of tension between the two of us for a long time okay. before the actual kiss happened. No, there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. Oh man, this is tough. <laughs> All right. Uh, question three: What was your worst date with your spouse? Ah, <laughs> uh, do you want to go? Because I don't have I don't have anything. Um, Jim's never I had got a bad date. Jim took you. me to a very up class. That's not a date. That was not a date. That was a date. Okay, fair enough. There was it's it was a no, hotel no. with no sheets and no towels. That's where we went. Um, yep. What did you use? There were sheets. There were no towels. I was trying to think. We oh, I have a good one. We well, it, it's sort of like a worse date because, but it, it was fine. Um, we went the only movie I've ever walked out of. I've never walked <laughs> out of a, a theater before. <laughs> I, re I remember you coming back from that. Actually. Except we went to see Lucky Numbers in Scranton when you wrote for this the yeah, school paper. But, but we got some action in the movie theater, so that made yeah. it worthwhile. All right. <laughs> Well, that movie's better than expected. You're the only people that have a positive memory. I, I was leaving movie, something to the imagination. We left oh, something behind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Question four. My spouse's greatest secret talent Ooh. is... I'm going to say meeting people. Aww. And oh, making people... It. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Making new friends. Mm, I like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a secret, but I, I think not enough people know what a great cook Jim is. Oh. He makes um, he makes amazing food for for us, for me, and for others. Yeah. Excellent. It's great right. at throwing and a finally, party together. There's a great party together. Perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, and our finally question, not deep thought question of the week, but final question. What was your first impression of your spouse? <laughs> she seems to be crying a lot. That is not who <laughs> I thought Jim DeSanto was. <laughs> <laughs> or that's that's Jim DeSanto? <laughs> really? I thought it. I, thought, I have an I unassuming. That guy's name was a, Jay. An unassuming look. <laughs> <laughs> I confused the two of you for months. Yeah. Oh, it was very difficult to me to live in those those two worlds. Mm. I was living in two separate worlds for a while. Where was I crying a lot? Yeah. Where was she crying? I met you at the at uh. I was doing RA training and Fulmer and I, he introduced Fulmer on the Aaron Redigan, and I on the, the Reddington. Reddington. Yeah. Cause yeah. We, we had just, everyone was I had, crying? Yeah. Cause you just, everyone had just found out like the night before I was crying that it was the, fr it was going to be the freshman. I feel like you're training. exaggerating that. Really? Really? I don't think I was crying. I remember, I remember being very happy, uh, happy, excited. You cry when you're happy. Yeah. No, I, don't, okay. I don't know. I thought I was still right. way too self-conscious to be crying right. in front of. Go in the closet. <laughs> ball your right. fists up. Go back in time. I need to go back in time and see, see what happens. Make Eva happy. See what this look like. <laughs> uh, all right, that's five questions. All right, Jim, why don't you share with us what is next week's Oscar-winning film? Oh, is it my movie? Yeah, yeah we are movie. watching uh, Silence of the Lambs, yes. which if I'm Correct. It won. Hello, like best movie, best director, Literally best everything. actor, best really actress, good. best screenplay. Did you hear that? Hello, Clarice. Yeah. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> no, no both of you stop. <laughs> 
I'll practice all week up, on that. You made up Oscars. It didn't win all of them. It won no, all it of them. Yeah. It won like everything that year. That's yeah. like one of the first Oscar ceremonies I remember watching on TV. It's just one. I'm excited to watch this because I have not watched it in a long time. This is oh, probably- I revisited it this last year as part of my AFI Top 100 mm-hmm. rewatch. And it is still really good. This is one of the movies that I've seen probably most in my lifetime. This is what this made is really? you want to get into uh, forensic science? It's one of the things, yeah. I mean, you this wanted was... to kill a guy in the basement? Yeah, totally. This was one of my favorite movies for a long... It still is one of my favorite movies. I'd say it was my favorite movie mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I got to go take care of a infant. Yeah, go so do it, like, buddy. Bye, share, Kieran. subscribe. Make sure you review uh, our show. All those stuff that every other podcast constantly emails you, tweets about. And Brian about. never tells you to do. Never. I never do even mention. Never beg. We never. We never beg. <laughs> I we never cry ourselves here. to sleep thinking about I just realized how little people are. sign in today. <sighs> I should have said. And I am Rocket Man. Damn it. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Um, otherwise, oh, enjoy Rocket your Valentine's Man. Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, uh, everybody. Enjoy the enjoy the special moments that you don't mm. think about with that loved one. Mm. Live it like it's your second That's day it. living that but brush day. Brush your teeth before you kiss in That's the morning. exactly right. We don't yes. need to be savages. Thank yeah. you. Yes. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just, just saying. Uh, Bye, everybody. Bye.